Welcome to the campfire. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who haunt a small trailer. Part time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say next. <laughs> Oh, man. Yep. You guessed it. It's, it's our Halloween. Halloween episode. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. Good to have you aboard. And once again, we've got some pretty great Halloween themed stories. Some of them from us and a lot of them from you. Yeah. Thank you to all of you who have haunted us with your awesome stories we've got some pretty great halloween stories so we'll get into that shortly but you know if you don't want to be haunted by the ghosts or demons in your rv solar and lithium system we've got a suggestion for you yes as you know we have been thrilled by the spirit of success in our <laughs> Mastervolt power system that was crafted by ABC Upfitters. And so if you don't want to have evil spirits in your solar, perhaps you should give them a call at 574-293-9399. So easy, it's scary. <laughs> this is actually pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the people at ABC Upfitters do such a great job and they don't have ghosts and demons in the system when they're done. So give them a call, as I said, 574-293-9399 or there is a link to ABC Upfitters on the website, stresslesscamping.com slash podcast slash 0226. Also on our deals and discounts page. Absolutely, where you'll find the best deals on the things that won't haunt your RV experience. We did get several of you calling in, and we appreciate that. And we're going to sprinkle those in. You'll know because it won't be our voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny like that. <laughs> Here are some others that weren't pre-recorded, so we're going to read them to you. Let's start here. Camp dance. One of the things campers at the youth camp looked forward to every summer was the end of season dance. After a summer of fun and all the typical activities the campers expected at Camp Arrowhead, the final night was the big dance and David and Joshua were really looking forward to it. As former campers themselves, they now spent summers as counselors and were part of the committee that organized the dance, and this one was going to be a doozy. They had hired the best DJ from town, really decorated the main hall in this year's theme, A Night at the Lake. Unfortunately, the ice machine chose this night to conk out, so David and Joshua had to go to town and pick up a bunch of ice for the drinks. On their way back to the dance, they saw a young lady hitchhiking and pulled over. She said she was on her way home and it had gotten late. When they asked if she wanted to go to the dance and then home, she was quite happy with that arrangement. While David and Joshua were reveling in the success of the party, they noticed that the stranger seemed to be enjoying herself too with all the others and just seemed to fit right in. At the end of the night, they fulfilled their promise to take the young lady home and it had gotten quite cold so she borrowed David's jacket. She only lived a few miles up the road at the old Johnson place. Who knew anybody even lived there? But they dropped her off and went back to camp. 
The next morning, David realized that she still had his jacket, so he and Joshua went back to the home. After knocking, an old woman answered, but nobody else lived there, she said. Her daughter used to live with her, but she had died 12 years ago. In fact, she had died 12 years ago that very night. Since since they had just seen the girl, they didn't believe the old woman. So she told them to go to the cemetery and look at her grave. And it was there that they found David's jacket on the tombstone of the beloved daughter, Jessica Rasmussen, died on the very date of the dance, 12 years before. Bum, bum, bum. Happy Halloween! This is Sharon, and I have a story for you that happened at one of our favorite campgrounds. My husband and I were camping out South Llano River State Park, which is on the Llano River in South Texas. We had only, it was our first time to visit that park. It's a large park that has a turkey sanctuary, and there are certain times of the day that you're unable to go into a large acreage where the turkeys are roosting because it's a protected area for them. Lots of pecan trees, that beautiful river, deer. It's just a beautiful park full of wildlife. And we also like to kayak there if you ever need to kayak. You put in at the state park and you can kayak all the way to Junction, Junction, Texas. Well, my husband and I were camping a couple of nights, and the first night we were there, in the wee hours of the morning, he was sitting around the campfire, and he heard what sounded like a woman screaming. It was a really high-pitched scream, but he just assumed, determined that it was a cougar, a panther, Texas, we have them, and I didn't hear it. I was asleep. Dead in the world, I guess, because normally it would have waked me up. But the next night, we were sitting around the campfire, and we heard a roar, of which I have never heard before. The depth and the volume and the force and the duration of that roar was like nothing I could compare it to. It wasn't an echo. It wasn't a. It wasn't far off, I don't think. But it was coming from the left or the west of us, and we just looked at each other and said, what the heck was that? And our brains were just turning, trying to figure out what it was. And then we heard the same roar from over to the right or the east of us. And it was a good distance apart, and so I thought it was the response, one responding to the other. But we spent the rest of that night just trying to figure out what in the world it was. Oh, I forgot to tell you a good part of it. I decide I'm going to walk over where I can be between. I thought it was two whatevers it was that was roaring. So I walked across the road and up into the trees away so I could be between them and kind of tell more where it was coming from. And I turned around to say something to my husband, and he was way back at the campground. <laughs> had not followed me. I said, I thought you were right behind me. And he said, I'm not going over there. (laughs) So I turned around and went back to the camp, and we did not hear it again that night. But I was too intimidated, I guess, to ask the rangers if they had any reports of Bigfoots in the area. But I will tell you that I am a Bigfoot believer, but my husband was not. And so we tried to imagine anything that had the girth and the volume and the power that this roar had. I grew up near a zoo in Abilene, Texas, 
and I've heard the lions roar many, many times. And this was like to add, made me think of something as loud as like an elephant or something huge. And I, we couldn't imagine unless it was a Bigfoot. And a couple of years later, I asked my husband, so what do you think it was? Because he would never say it was a Bigfoot. And he said, there's nothing else that it could have been except a Bigfoot. So we think there are Bigfoots in the, or at least one, <laughs> at the South Atlanta River State Park. And we go back often, but we haven't heard it again. Happy Halloween. Wow. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I, I I actually have seen Bigfoot. We yeah yeah Peggy thinks she saw Bigfoot and and it wasn't just me it in wasn't a big just old bathrobe. You. Although that has happened, we tried to scare our teenage friend, <laughs> and yeah. Tony put on a big brown fluffy bathrobe and a mask, and went and ran around up in the trees, and we tried to convince her it was Bigfoot. Yeah, we'll share a quick video we shot of that on the show notes page at stressescamping.com but yeah i had a little bit of fun with a fellow camper and i was up in the trees like oogie boogie oogie boogie (laughs) (laughs) this happened at south lano state park in texas and there's a mini light rally there every year and we were thinking about going next year Yeah, we're we're probably gonna be there so (laughs) hey maybe i'll bring that brown bathrobe and the mask again maybe you can make a new friend yeah mr foot himself big (laughs) Beach camping in Hawaii. John and Susan were on their honeymoon, and since they loved camping, they decided that they would go. Even though this Hawaiian honeymoon was supposed to be all about a fancy hotel, they couldn't get camping out of their minds. Luckily, a local clued them in on a secluded beach spot where they could spend the night without others around, and they jumped at the chance. It was a beautiful Hawaiian night with a full moon and the perfect sound of the ocean in the background. But sometime after sunset, the couple heard someone blowing a conch shell. Then more. There were drums and the sound of people. What was this? The Night Marchers. Susan had read about this legend, but thought it was just that. But as the couple lay there in the sand, warriors dressed for battle marched out of the ocean, blowing conch shells and beating drums. Stay still, thought Susan. Legend has it, if you stay still, you will be okay. She whispered this to John, who actually listened this time, as the scene was so surreal. Ancient Hawaiian beliefs state that any mortal looking upon or being seen in defiance toward the marchers will die violently. Barriers placed in the path of the night marchers will not deter them. Some people maintain that if the mortal lies motionless, face down on the ground, they are showing proper respect, fear, and deference to the night marchers, and they will be spared. Additionally, mortals can avoid harm or death from night marchers by being fortunate to have an ancient ancestor marcher present to recognize them. As they encounter the mortal, they will call out, Na'u, which means mine in Hawaiian. No one in the warrior procession will harm them. This procession went on all night long without end as John and Susan did their best to lie motionless in the sand as the night marchers continued their fierce march. At sunrise, they couldn't wait to get out of there and rush back to their luxurious honeymoon suite. As they dragged their weary selves through the lobby of the resort, the clerk at the desk spotted the tired couple dragging themselves to the elevator and thought, (laughs) Honeymooners. (laughs) I have a friend, Tony, 
always wanted to restore a vintage travel trailer. He would scan the social media late into the night, searching for that perfect trailer. On a night late in October, as sleep was starting to take over, an ad caught his eye for a 1970 Curbis Deluxe. Tony was not familiar with the brand, but the pictures looked great, despite the color, international orange. <laughs> Needless to say, a few days later, the KD was in his driveway. From the moment he saw that trailer, he was obsessed. It was all he ever thought about day and night. One of the distinctive features of the KD was the faux Art Deco aerodynamic front end with two square windows. Tony loved the look and would stare at the front end of that trailer for hours on end. Tony spent all of his free time watching YouTube videos about restoring vintage trailers and then working on the KD. He ignored his friends and family. He stopped showing up at work and eventually lost his job at the RV dealership. After months and months of isolation, the KD was finally ready, but Tony was a mess. No friends and no job. Only his mom was there to witness Tony pull the KD out of the garage and head out into the wilderness. He found a perfect spot in the Superstition Mountains and set up to camp. The way he placed the portable solar panels in the front of the trailer resembled a toothless smile. Tony had finally found the peace he had always strived for, but Tony was never seen again. To this day, there's a legend of the solar-powered jack-o'-lantern that appears every Halloween in the Superstition Mountains. Bill can write a story. If you, <laughs> yeah. did, if you're new, pretty new, and you didn't listen to last year's Halloween episode, Bill told a couple of great stories last year that he wrote. We are going to hopefully have him on every year because he makes some fantastic stories. Yeah, he writes some pretty good ones. We'll put a link to last year's episode in the show notes to it. Coincidentally, is right around Halloween. And if the idea of renovating a vintage trailer is intriguing to you, you might also read Karen Musser Nortman's book book series, actually, The Time Travel Trailer. Yeah, those are really, really good and, and sort of similar to this kind of sort of, but kinda, I wonder who the heck that Tony guy was. I know. Hi, Beans. Karen loved camping and was headed out with a group of friends for a weekend in the mountains, towing her new teardrop trailer. After filling up with gas for the journey, she started up the mountain road when suddenly someone came up behind her and started flashing their lights. Wait, wasn't that the car that was at the gas station? She wasn't sure, but the guy seemed like a nut. He was flashing his lights and trying to pass her. At one point, he even tried to pull out and pass her on the mountain road, but it was twisty and just then someone was coming the other direction and he quickly had to swerve back behind Karen. What did he want? What was going on? There was no way that Karen was going to let this deranged maniac catch up, so she stepped on the gas. As she pushed the limits of her Jeep, the trailer swung around wildly behind her, but the guy with the high beams persisted. He kept following her. He wouldn't let up. It seemed like a lifetime, but she finally got to camp and roared into where she hoped her friends would be and screeched to a stop. Help, she screamed. 
This guy's been following me since the gas station. I think he wants to kill me. Her friends quickly got up from the fire and surrounded the car. Fortunately, Tim was someone you didn't want to mess with, and he pulled the driver from the car. What the heck is wrong with you? Why are you tormenting Karen? Look in the trailer. The trailer, said the man. Not knowing what to do, Luke carefully opened the door of the trailer, and there he was. The guy the police had been looking for with a knife and duct tape. But the crazy journey up the mountain had caused him to fall and hit his head and knocked him out. The police were so glad to finally have him in custody, as Karen was likely to have been his seventh victim, had she stepped into the camper alone with the serial killer. Ooh. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> it's like the Karen show. Yeah. The Karen Musser Nortman book. Yeah, we interviewed Karen for the podcast. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. We did. And she writes a series of books about Franny Shoemaker and her friends and family going camping. And one is called Space Invader. And in that, someone gets into their camper and they don't realize it. So that's also very spooky. Hello. This is Lisa, and my best friend and I were camping in the Hamas. We we're just sitting there early in the morning, talking. We hear noises. We don't think anything of it because, you know, they, they were out in the woods. You, you hear noises. <laughs> my friend looks over. She says, what is that? I'm all, I don't know. What is that? Is that a bear? And we were looking, looking, and he poked his head up. That's a bear! <laughs> so we're all, what do we do? What do we do? So we started honking the horn in the car and yelling, hey, bear, hey, bear. And he just, yeah, he finally ran off. And then we, you know, like idiots, we followed it. <laughs> See where he went. But that, yeah, that's my bear story. <laughs> Okay, so she figured out it was a bear pretty quickly. But even so, any little weird thing that happens when you're out kind of out in the alone times, in the alone places, can be a little spooky. I remember camping one time in a truck camper, and we awoke to the truck just shaking and shaking. And we were pretty sure it wasn't an earthquake, but we didn't know what it was. And we finally got up and looked and we happened to be stopped in a pasture where we didn't know there was cattle and the cows were like rubbing their heads on the camper and shaking it around. <laughs> but remember, we've heard about someone in a fifth wheel. Yes, that was trippy. So we had some friends who were camping and they heard a bunch of noises outside the camper. So the husband got up and went and looked around, didn't see anything, went back to bed, heard more noises again, went back out, looked around, didn't see anything. They went back to bed. And then the next day they woke up and there were bear prints on the front of the fifth wheel. Yeah, on that top, like yeah. second story, like 10 feet in the air. Well, there bears bear are big prints. people, so... Yeah. So that bear must have been trying to knock the camper over or something. He's like, hey, hey, what you doing in there? Wake up, wake up. Hey, boo-boo. Hi, Peggy and Tony. This is Nyla Reinhart, and I'm calling to tell you my spooky Halloween story. It was years ago, and my sister and brother-in-law and me and our children were going camping up in the mountains of Taos, New Mexico. And they set out in front of us to secure a spot. 
And at the time, we were tent camping, and my husband and I and our youngest son were to join them. And in the backwoods of New Mexico in the mountains, it can be quite confusing because there's little dirt roads that lead everywhere. And, of course, we got separated. But my sister and brother-in-law and my son, Vince, decided that they would go ahead and pitch their tent and camp at our agreed-upon spot. And during the night, they had fallen asleep, and all of a sudden they woke up to screaming in the woods, and this was just extremely scary. They described it as being demonic, like a woman screaming, screaming, and not just one, but many. And so they were really frightened at the time and weren't sure what to do about it. And they talked in their tent for a little bit and thought, you know, should we run for the car? Should we be quiet? And hopefully that whatever's out there will will not see us. Like, what should we do? And my brother-in-law, Curtis, decided that they should make a run for it. So without any hesitation after the decision, they just picked up and left their tent, their belongings and everything, and took a dash to the car, which was about probably 10, 20 feet away. And as you can imagine, in the dark woods of New Mexico, brilliant skylight, everything else was quiet except for this chilling scream. And it didn't stop when they ran to the car. And by the time they got to the car, they were quite shaken. They didn't know what to do. Like, should we turn on the engine lights? Should we try to roll out of here without our lights on so that we don't attract attention? Because they didn't know where the screams were coming from, and they didn't know, they were afraid to turn on their headlights because they were afraid of what that would light up. And so they stayed in the car for a little bit and just listened. And when the screams sort of subsided, that's when they decided to make a dash for it. So they put the key in the car, turn on the engine, the lights get flicked on, and my brother-in-law guns the car. And at that point, it's moving forward, and all of a sudden, they turn, they take a turn towards the road. And right in front of them was a huge tree. And they re- finally realized where the screams were coming from. It was turkeys that were roosting. Can you imagine? They were settling in for the night, and I apparently that's what turkeys do. They scream. And that's the end of my scary story. Hope you have a happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, again, ended, like, kind of funny. But, again, if you're out and you don't, you know, you're not around a lot of people and weird things are happening, even if they finally have an explanation, it's yeah, a it's good scary story to tell later. I mean, I bet they were they they might not have gone camping there for a while just because they were so scared at the time. Turkeys are weird to me anyway. Yeah. But hey, Thanksgiving is coming, so we'll oh, be seeing yeah. some turkeys pretty soon we'll on our dinner turkeys. table. <laughs> That's what we have for you for this year's spooky Halloween episode. We really, this is one of our favorites because we love Halloween so much. So hopefully you got a thrill, a chill, and I don't know what else. And didn't take a spill? (laughs) (laughs) 
And of course, as always, we appreciate your being here with us each week. Of course, we really also appreciate your reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast and telling your friends. You know, you could haunt their social feeds. You could. That'd with be our spooky. stories. Also, don't forget, you can share more ghost stories if you like at our fun and friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. Ooh. Ooh. Don't forget that deals and discounts on stresscamping.com for the best deals on the things you'll need to haunt your favorite campground with your RV. Thank you again. We really appreciate your being here. And most of all, spooky camping. Since... Oh man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>